Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Mike Brown. Mike, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Mike is the founder and CEO of Red Fox Wealth and Red Fox Capital. He's a best-selling author of The Real Perspective, Secret Investments Your Financial Advisor Won't Tell You About. I'm excited to have you on. Mike, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Great. Well, uh, thanks, George. Um, I am primarily have been focused in uh, commercial real estate development investment for the past 20 years, and uh, also um, in a uh, kind of a personal uh, goal of mine to kind of disrupt the personal finance, financial advisory business as we see it today and bring new, fresh approaches to uh, individuals' uh, investment portfolios. And give me a little bit about the personal life. Well, um, single, uh, live in Virginia. Um, work with uh, service dogs as a charity and uh, play golf and and work. That's what we do here. Nice. Perfect. All right. So a new approach. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, you know, we've, we came across, uh, you know, we first started uh, Red Fox um, raising capital for projects, kind of hit a wall with our family and friends, and needs to go out and look for new ways to raise capital. Um, started working with financial advisors, wealth managers, and such, and came to find out that there was really a, a, a conflict of interest um, between what the advisors were willing to allow their clients to do. Either it was uh, regulatory through their companies, like the big box, like Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley's, prohibited outside investments, or they just didn't want to send investment dollars outside of under their umbrella so they wouldn't get paid fees on it. So uh, we decided to go out, create a new approach where we would <clears throat> bring the, the traditional Wall Street investment financial planning services into the same company where we can then provide clients a, a truly no-conflict uh, advisory uh, company. So we found, you know, bringing private capital real estate into your portfolio, uh, we can drive the client's returns by three to five times and also reduce their risk profile. Nice. Well, that's that that all sounds good. So <laughs> it's it's interesting that uh, I, I think it's such an exciting time for just people for 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 investors in general because. Um, just walls are being broken down where people are getting access to new ways to to access planning and investing and 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 i think it's all really nothing but a good thing so in so many different conflicts of interest i i I certainly um agree with uh with 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 pretty much everything you just said um so how 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 does the actual fee structure work then? How 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 do people compensate you for 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 the work that you do? 
Well, we work under either a fiduciary fee-based um, uh, relationship with the clients. Uh, we can, um, you know, also provide other solutions where we're just compensated directly through the through the companies involved. Um, so we don't take commissions. Um, unlike I went through the Merrill Lynch, uh, is where I got my start in the financial service industry, um, and unfortunately. You know, we we were paid on a lot of different ways, uh, commissions being one, and but we're not allowed to uh, discuss any alternative investments, anything that Merrill Lynch could not provide. We could not we couldn't discuss it with clients, even if it was in the client's best interest. And that that was really the the final straw in in trying to create a company that could um, eliminate those issues for the clients. Got it. So you got you started with Merrill, and then you you said you've been you'd been working in commercial real estate for a while as well. Yeah, um, thank goodness I have a really good partner who ran the day to day while I went off and started to create the wealth management side of the company. And with with the long term, you know, vision of bringing those two together, uh, which we've done over the past few years, and um, so. Uh, I am the principal, and, and my sole responsibility is working with the wealth, wealth management side of, of the business. My partner is, runs the day-to-day of our commercial real estate investment company, Red Fox Capital. Got it. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about the, I, I guess, calling it an integrated approach that that mm-hmm. that you're taking. Sure. Um what we found is more on the traditional Wall Street advisor side, if, if a particular client wanted to invest or be exposed into real estate, typically the go-to answer is it will invest in a REIT stock, a real estate investment trust. And what we found is uh, that's fine, but unfortunately a REIT stock correlates directly with Wall Street and the markets. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is provide a client something that's non-correlated so we can you know, build a, a broad base of diversification across different asset classes. And you often hear, if you called your Morgan Stanley advisor and, and say, am I diversified? He would say, well, yeah, you're, you're really well diversified. But what he's missing is that you're only diversified in Wall Street products. You're not diversified across your, your broad stroke of your investment uh, portfolio, which we find to be a problem. So um, that being said, uh, we take an individual, you know, we look at their risk profile. We want to find out, you know, what truly is suitable for them. And then we integrate in private commercial real estate, which is non-correlated to the markets. And these are private deals. Um, and they typically will uh, bring a much stronger, more reliable return than a simple REIT stock or a larger uh, commercial real estate investment firm like a Blackstone or a Starwood example. So, Depending on the suitability of the client, the client's goals, uh, we would integrate in that into their portfolio. It could be anywhere from 5% to as high as 30% um, of their portfolio, depending on the individual's goals. Nice. It's such an interesting thing, right? If you ask somebody if if they're diversified and depending on who their advisors are is 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 the answer that you're going to get, and just people I, I don't think necessarily understand that. And it's been very interesting over the past twenty years as interest rates have been so low, and now where we're at today, um, you almost have a total uh, another asset class getting taken off the table in the form of bond investing, and now it's just more and more stock market concentrated. Um, 
concentrated investing. So when you say private right. commercial real estate, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we work in a, in a number of different asset classes. Um, the only asset class we really don't want to spend a lot of time is multifamily. Just think it's it's um, very competitive. It's overvalued. So we work in the industrial space, retail, land. Um, so, for example, um, one project we may do is is uh, acquire industrial, flex industrial uh, buildings. Um, we would <clears throat> raise the capital. We would then uh, take the building, stabilize, put any value add that we think we can do to, to better manage the property, to bring more rewards to the clients. And... Um, we pay our typical funds pay about eight to nine percent preferred return, so they're getting a income-producing dividend um, every quarter. And then once the uh, project is uh, mature and we sell our funds, I'd say on average between five and seven years, um, then all the profits from that particular fund will be then prorated back to the investors, with typical internal rate of returns of anywhere from fifteen to twenty uh, percent. Got it. And that time horizon of, I think you said five to seven years, that's that's fairly common for? Yeah, that's pretty common. Um, you'll see some investment, you know, some, some may go as far as 10 years. Um, a development, ground up, new construction will probably be a little bit longer uh, due to the fact that you have quiet time during the construction. And you don't have any income coming in. Uh, but I would say on a, on a broad base <clears throat> answer, be five to seven years. Nice. Got it. Okay. And how, how do you go about selecting deals? Is it regional? Is it? Mm-hmm. It is regional. Um, you know, over the past two decades, we've built a lot of relationships um, with not only owners, but also uh, real estate professionals, architects, engineers, uh, who give us kind of the inside uh, scoop of, of what's moving out in the marketplace. Um, you know, when, when a, a piece of property or an asset hits a, a national database like CoStar or, um, you know, LoopNet, it, it's pretty much, um, uh, it's probably missed its mark. Um, so we try to get to any, you know, off-market properties, uh, things that we identify ourselves um, before they hit the general marketplace. And having local knowledge is what's key to there. Um, so we, we try to at least do do it do deals where we know the the local geographic markets uh, because local knowledge is really critical yeah well that certainly does make sense so when you're talking about I, I don't know that I necessarily understand um, there was a term that you used for for the industrial you said flex industrial or something like that yeah yeah tell me tell me what that means yeah so flex industrial is um, kind of a warehouse um, building that still needs an office component. So, for example, like a, a service contractor, let's say a pest control company, who would need a drive-in base to store equipment, but also would like a office-facing component where they would still have uh, office workers um, to fulfill the business duties, but also need that warehouse uh, component to their business. Got it. So these aren't companies that are going away anytime soon through uh, technology. No. Absolutely not. They, and even in the, with technology, it's, it's boosted the industrial market with e-commerce, uh, Amazon, all the distribution centers have done nothing but uh, really increase the values for industrial. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that certainly makes sense. 
you said you don't spend too much time with industrial or, or rather multifamily because you think it's overpriced. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, you know, we've um, multifamily seems to be an entry point for a lot of mm-hmm. uh, investors, um, which make it um, really more difficult uh, as far as sourcing properties. Um, you have a lot of people going after the same properties. Um, we, you know, trying to squeeze out enough return for our investors. Um, it, it just seems like a, it's a difficult thing for us. Um, other than new construction was something we would consider because uh, we have a development arm of our company. Um, but I, I feel like multifamily is low hanging fruit um, in, in the commercial real estate category. So, you know, our expertise lies in more of the industrial retail office side. So having that expertise um, in those other areas, we feel we're best, we best serve our clients. Yeah, well, that certainly makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when, so for, for people who are listening, they say, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. I, I, I can think about in my head different perhaps office complexes or, or industrial complexes that I drive by all the time, and it seems like it's probably that flex industrial that Mike's talking about. And, and they say, okay, well, I've never really thought about investing there. How would you counsel somebody to educate themselves a, a little bit further? Sure. Well, first thing to do is have a conversation and find out that, you know, it's a suitable investment for them. Um, you know, like to find a little bit more about what their goals are and their individual um, perspective uh, on their portfolios. Uh, once, we, once we would do that, I think it's, it's time to really um, – you know, for the individual client to understand who the sponsor of the, of the project is, you know, who are you working with, uh, make sure they have experience and um, all their documentations in order. Um, typically, it will come with a private placement memorandum, so uh, there will be plenty of disclosures and such. Um, but I would say really, you know, heavily uh, spend some time on due diligence with not only the asset, but also the operators. And, um, and and move forward. Um, it, like I said, everything is about suitability. So if, if you if you want to have your money tied up for five years, um, you know real estate is illiquid. So you have to keep that in consideration. But it's also a good place to have a consistent return of, of eight to nine, ten percent. Um, like I said, right now you know the bond markets are dead. So we, people have to find places now that are safe. Uh, asset backed that can provide some income. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a. It's such an interesting time, so it makes sense that that y'all are are looking at different opportunities than than probably uh, just just what a lot of the mainstream is looking at. So, mm-hmm. all right, so due diligence on the asset itself and then the operators as well. And so it's important to know that this is not the first time that you've done this. I think so. Um, I think commercial real estate is a little bit more complex, a little more sophisticated. Um, You know, a lot of times I'll see less experienced operators um, put in uh, very aggressive assumptions into their performance, Mm. um, which you put in bad information, you get bad information out. Um, You know, we always take a very conservative approach. I'd rather... Um, you know, over deliver, um, then, then state something that I'm exaggerating and under deliver. So that's key to making, you know, 
making these projects work. I think looking at sensitivity tests to see, let's look at a situation if everything goes bad, what would happen? Can the, can the, can the project sustain itself if we lose 50% of the occupants? Um, you know, a, a real analytic approach uh, will show that the operator is sophisticated and understands uh, the process completely. Yeah. Yeah, that certainly does make sense. Got it. Yeah. Is there anybody that you think shouldn't do this? You know, I think it would be if somebody um, would have liquidity issues mm-hmm. um, and and not be willing to put their money into a project that could last five years. Um, we can we have strategies to help people get their money out if if there is a need, uh, but an emergency. Uh, but I would say that, you know, you need to look at a five-year time horizon. Uh, there are other places to put your capital if you need instant liquidity. Um, you know, the, the stock market and other avenues are still best for that. Got it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, Savage Nation is ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I would say, you know, I think all advisors out there, financial, real estate, all are good people. Um, I think you need to step back though and and look at the big picture and look at alternatives and look at at new ways uh, to increase your wealth. And you should um, listen to your advisors, but also look at different ideas. Um, listen to these podcasts. Go talk with other people. Um, and um, you know, think for yourself. Take advice in, but also think for yourself. I think every time I've blindly gone down a path listening to one particular opinion it's been uh hasn't always worked out so i think do the best education the best due diligence you can and find out what you're looking to achieve but but be able to think for your think for yourself well i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on particularly right. these days mike we just need to be able to uh to look at information and come to our own conclusion conclusions about that information the more we can do that the better so amen there's so much information and always look at the source because Mm -hmm. they say always follow the money find out what their agenda Mm -hmm. is as they give the advice and i think that will probably serve you well follow the money i like it well mike thank you so much for coming on where can savage nation learn more about you and where can they learn more about the about the opportunity yeah, absolutely. We have two websites. Our wealth management company is redfoxwealth.com. If you go to the website, you can download uh, my new book uh, for free. Uh, I'll give you a digital download there on the website. And uh, for real estate, we're at redfoxcapital.co. And we have some free downloads there uh, that talk about uh, private commercial real estate investing. So uh, you can reach us there. And uh, any questions um, that your listeners may have, we'll offer uh, any free consultation and, and talk about it. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mike your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to redfoxwealth.com, download a free copy of the book. Go to redfoxcapital.co, learn more about the commercial real estate opportunities we've been talking about. Thanks again, Mike. All right, George. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. 
Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.